Welcome to the Sicilian Secret Diet Plan Podcast. This podcast is written and presented to you by husband and wife team Dr. Sandra Camerata and Dr. Giovanni Campanile. Sandra is a psychiatrist and was born and raised in Sicily, and Giovanni is a cardiologist. They have written the Sicilian Secret Diet Plan book and podcast in order to introduce a wider audience to the wonderful taste and health benefits of the Sicilian Mediterranean diet, which will lead you onto a path of longevity and improved health span, the reduction of disease in the later part of your life. The goal is to live not only longer, but better with improved vitality and joy of life. Their motto is Be Well Deliciously. Hello, and welcome to uh, another guest series podcast from the Sicilian Secret Diet Plan. My name is Dr. Giovanni Campanile. And I'm Sandra Camerata, Andy. And today we are thrilled to uh, have our speaker. It's physician, uh, Richard Childs, but he's a rear admiral, Richard Childs. And he's the um, clinical director and acting scientific director of the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute. Uh, he's also an assistant surgeon general, and he completed his medical school at Georgetown, his uh, residency in internal medicine at the University of Florida, and his fellowship in medical oncology at the National Cancer Institute. He's a world-renowned researcher in stem cells. He's done over 600 uh, stem cell transplants in his experimental in his career. Dr. Child is also the section chief and senior investigator in the laboratory of transplantation immunotherapy. His research focuses on allogenic stem cell transplantation and tumor immunology to treat the aplastic anemia and the hematological malignancies. His labs also focus on solid tumors research focused on developing novel natural killer cells based strategies to treat advanced cancers. He currently serves as the principal investigator or medical responsible investigator for nine active National Heart Lung Blood Institute clinical research protocols. Without further delay, we're here to introduce Dr. Child to you. Well, welcome, Admiral Childs, and uh, this is you know a thrill for us and our listeners. So, uh, tell us about your your role at the NHLBI and uh, and what your you know current interests are in, in research. Sure. So, um, my um, my position in at the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute or NHLBI is I serve as the clinical director for the division of intramural research. And I'm also currently serving as the acting scientific director for the division of uh, intramural research at the NHLBI. Um, I joined the NIH in 1995 as a oncology fellow at the National Cancer Institute, completed my fellowship in medical oncology, and then did a fellowship in hematology at the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute. And um, at that time, pursued my interest in tumor immunology and got a tenure track position in the NHLBI where I explored whether uh, we could treat patients with metastatic solid tumors um, with immunotherapy that involved replacing their immune system, presumed to be uh, defective with the immune system from a healthy individual. And um, that work established proof of concept that a uh, allogeneic stem cell transplant could 
uh, induce regression of metastatic kidney cancer. In some cases, could cure patients with metastatic kidney cancer. So that was uh, a paradigm-shifting trial in terms of how we think about the immunotherapeutic um, benefits of alginic stem cell transplantation being applicable to patients with solid tumors. And then in the laboratory, um, my work has fo focused on doing correlative studies to try to understand just exactly what the immunologic mechanisms are that account for the regression of tumor that we see in patients that underwent that procedure. And um, have a research team uh, right now of about um, 18 investigators, 12 of them are in the laboratory and um, have uh, postdocs, uh, I have uh, fellows in training that rotate through, staff scientists and staff clinicians that are part of my research team. And our uh, work has really been, you know, quite informative uh, over the last um, uh, 20 years or so, and we've been able to discover uh, a new tumor antigen in kidney cancer that's derived from an endogenous retrovirus called a human endogenous retrovirus that we found was expressed in the majority of patients that had kidney cancer and found out that this is what the immune system was seeing in these patients that we saw disease responses in. And we've gone from um, understanding what the immunologic driver and target is for regression of tumor in these patients to now um, uh, developing ways to genetically reprogram immune cells to target these tumor antigens and um, and now we're uh, coming back with targeted um, therapies, um, uh, something we call T cell receptor modified uh, T cells, and hopefully um, very soon um, a chimeric antigen receptor or CAR T cells to target this um, um, viral um, uh, antigen in, in kidney. So this is a, this is a T cell, an immune cell, immune that you in, you get from match donors. And you inject into patients with cancer, renal cell cancer that's spread around the body. And then it not only finds the tumor in the kidney, but it finds its way to the metastases. And this is where the retrovirus comes in? That's right. So we're basically, we're doing a hematopoietic stem cell transplant. And in the process of transplanting stem cells, we transplant immune cells. And a big part of the immune system is the T cells. The T cells circulate in the bloodstream. Um, theoretically, they should be able to get to any cell in the body, including any cancer cell in the body. And these T cells we found in patients whose tumors were regressing, we're seeing one specific target antigen that was derived from this uh, human endogenous retrovirus. That uh, human endogenous retrovirus um, had never been described to be expressed in any tissues uh, before. And our group- This is a virus that lives on the tumor cells? Is that what? So this this is something called a human endogenous retrovirus, and what it represents is it was formerly a replication competent virus that infected humans, uh, we believe, millions of years ago, got into their uh, germ cells and um, integrated into the entire genome uh, of the first uh, human that was infected with this, and then was passed off to offspring, and now is in every single. Uh, human has this endogenous retrovirus, uh, but it's not expressed in any normal tissues. It sits there, it's dormant, it's undergone uh, mutations and silencing over uh, tens of thousands, uh, if not millions of years. 
but there's some interesting events that occur in kidney cancer that take this viral fossil and um, and turn it on and make it suddenly start to express um, uh, proteins and peptides that the immune system says, wait a minute, that doesn't belong there. We've never seen that before. And under the right circumstances, the immune system can target and eradicate the the tumor um, going after that uh, those pieces of that uh, uh, viral fossil. Wow, that's fascinating in and of itself, the viral fossil. But it's also fascinating that you have identified this as a target for these T cells. That's, a, that's quite amazing. Well, one of the nice things about working at the NIH is that I have lots of smart people around me uh, and we've got great resources so that we can spend the time to try to uh, dissect these puzzles, uh, focusing on the people that have good outcomes. You know, for many patients we transplanted, we didn't see responses. But for the patients where we saw these really dramatic responses, including complete responses and durable uh, responses, that's the group that we really focused on. And, you know, we collected blood from them. We had their tumors and we were able to do experiments that took years to do to figure out what are those immune cells seeing. Um, and as science has developed and we've developed the ability to, you know, sequence um, the entire uh, human genome, that's what ultimately led us to be able to um, find little pieces of DNA that were encoding these target antigens and then to sequence them and uh, to describe them um, in, you know, in this setting in kidney cancer. So if we want to explain to our listeners in terms that they can actually understand, you know, this uh, fascinating but difficult concepts, right? When we're talking about stem cells, when we're talking about T cells, when we're talking about these advanced cancers, um, how can we help people to understand uh, what is a stem cell? So why are we introducing this in uh, what is a T cell? Yep. So the so the um, what circulates in our in our bloodstream is a multitude of different types of cells. So we have red blood cells. We have white blood cells. Those white blood cells make up our immune system. We have all kinds of different white blood cells. We have white blood cells focused on fighting bacteria. We have white blood cells focused on fighting viruses. Um, white blood cells uh, focused on fighting fungi. So the immune system is quite diverse and complex. We make antibodies uh, that are important uh, in our uh, immune system. We have a part of our immune system that's there that is al always ready to go. Uh, and we have another part of our immune system that adapts and adjusts um, and uh, and then uh, targets specific parts of uh, infectious pathogens. So you know the all of that that immune system comes from hematopoietic stem stem cells that reside in the bone marrow. Um, those are the seeds that have the ability to differentiate into the white cells, the immune system um, that makes uh, those T cells, those B cells, those natural killer cells, granulocytes, monocytes. Uh, all these important immune cells, but they also can make red blood cells, which are, you know, obviously critical for life, and they can make cells that are important in uh, clotting, um, like platelets. So that's what a hematopoietic stem cell does. And when we transplant a hematopoietic stem cell, um, we're transplanting the whole, um, you know, repertoire uh, of the immune system. Potential for the immune system to develop into all these more specific 
That's right. Cells are designed to fight uh, cancer or anything else, infections or anything, anything else. So these. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And I, I was just going to say that you know, for for a long time now, you know, I would say probably coming up on about 40 years, we've known that the immune system has the ability to to target cancer, uh, but we've not understood how to uh, sort of redirect it and turn it on um, to make it work effectively. And, you know, uh, 40 years ago, we had patients that were being treated with these very nonspecific immune bo boosting drugs where it didn't work in most people, but every once in a while, you'd see somebody that would have this miraculous uh, regression of their cancer and they'd be cured. And, um, you know, that sort of provided hope that, yeah, this, there is something there doesn't work in most people. Um, but if we can understand it, maybe we can, um, uh, get it to work in more people and, and, you know, target it and redirect it. And the, um, the knowledge that we've gained over, you know, the last 20 years in particular has just been phenomenal. Uh, and, you know, we've gone from theoretical to practical to now where immunotherapy is, a a critical, uh, component of cancer therapy for a significant percentage of the cancers, uh, that patients have. Our daughter is a doctor of nurse practice, and she's in thoracic oncology at Columbia University. So we talk to her a lot about this. And is it, is now this T cell from matched donors uh, is it used for anything else besides kidney cancer, uh, renal cell carcinoma, any other cancers that respond to it? Yeah, as a matter of fact, um, it was used and it continues to be used uh, primarily for uh, malignancies that involve the hematopoietic system. So. Uh, leukemias, for instance, acute myelogenous leukemia, acute lymphocytic leukemia, AML, ALL, um, lymphomas, um, Hodgkin's disease. Um, uh, those are the uh, myelodysplastic syndrome. Those are the most commonly used um, uh, applications of hematopoietic stem cell therapy or bone marrow uh, transplantation. The work that we did was in the context that we knew that these immune effects could occur against hematologic malignancies. Um, and then the question was, could we also get these immune effects to occur against a, a solid tumor? And that was uh, at the time that we were doing this research, um, back starting around 1997, uh, that had never really clearly been shown, that the immune system had the ability after an allotransplant to tackle uh, a big, nasty, metastatic solid tumor, you know, like, uh, like kidney cancer. And, you know, we went from proof of concept to uh, trying to figure it out so that our ultimate goal was if we can figure it out, then we can avoid having to do a transplant at all uh, because we can just uh, target this immune response using the patient's own cell without having to transplant their immune system. So what's the limiting factor for solid tumors? Is it the immune cell they use or is it the target? Is it Or is it a combination? Yeah, it, you know, solid tumors um, are uh, complex and they're uh, different. Um, you know, um, every, you know, histologic subtype of tumor is genetically uh, different. Tumors vary in their susceptibility to killing uh, by immune cells. Some of them are quite susceptible. Some are less susceptible. Um, the machinery within a tumor um, that tells it to die, uh, for instance, something we call apoptosis, which is cell program death, you know, where you can tap a, a receptor and that, that tumor suddenly begins the process of, uh, of dying 
Some tumors have a lot of those death receptors on their surface. Uh, some have very little. Um, some tumors are actually um, uh, are smart at invading the immune system and, and can actually kill T cells that are coming in to engage them. Um, so um, trying to figure out you know exactly how to kill a tumor using um, immune cells involves you know a number of different things, including how to turn that immune system on and also how to knock down defenses that uh, the tumor has to uh, turn off um, immune cells. Uh, checkpoint inhibitors are something that you know is has been a, a huge breakthrough um, in cancer immunotherapy over the last decade. And, um, you know, checkpoint inhibitors involve predominantly antibodies that will um, uh, block the uh, receptors that are on uh, immune cells that tell them to turn off when they engage the tumor um, uh, because of different molecules that the tumor exp expresses on the surface. So in many ways, the immune cells are ready to go, but then, you know, they have receptors that are there to protect us from autoimmunity they keep our immune system from attacking all our normal tissues and the tumors take advantage of that and utilize those pathways to get the immune cells to turn off so they don't um, attack the tumor. And we've figured out ways to get those um, uh, those receptors that's, that turn the immune cell off to turn back on so that the, the immune cell can do what uh, God originally intended it to do in terms of eradicating the malignancy. If you are new to the show, welcome. And if you are returning, we are so grateful for your participation and support. We hope you go to iTunes or Spotify and subscribe to the show, leave feedback, write a review, or send questions. They love questions and look at every question that is submitted. The content of the Sicilian Secret Diet are meant for educational purposes only and are not meant to be a medical diagnosis or treatment advice. A doctor-patient relationship is not created, and any questions related to your specific physical or mental health should be directed to your healthcare practitioner. So hello, and thank you for joining Sandra and Giovanni for another episode of the Sicilian Secret Diet Plan Podcast.